Welcome again to Cheryl's Get Your Life Back podcast. It's been like a few weeks, I think I've been going away. So much has been going on. I'm so excited. But what I really want to focus on is next series I have coming up is really going to be talking about spotlighting entrepreneurs, especially during this time of COVID-19, the pandemic, because it presents a lot of challenges for business owners, as well as people who have their jobs and careers. But I really want to give shout out to you know, entrepreneur, and not just women, you may see a lot of women, but to men and women who have really been pushing through these times, you know, trying to be consistent, maybe even trying to take their business to another level. So I just have so many interviews lined up and I'm excited to talk to you about it. I hope my guest today is able to get back in. It's like we lost the for a quick moment, but we're just going to keep on going. Um, so yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today. My guest today is Regina Bullock, and I've known her for several years. She's coming back in. There she go. I've known her for several years, and I've been watching some people, you know, actually doing, because my topic today is rebooting, rebranding, and starting up during a pandemic, and I've been seeing a lot of people making transitions, even having challenges taking a business to the next level, starting businesses, starting ministries, nonprofits, because sometimes, and I know you can agree with me, Regina, um, a lot of times when you're in a situation where your back is against the wall or things are, you know, just happening in life, the different vicissitudes that we go through, sometimes that pushes you or motivate you to do something else because it feels like, oh my God, I have nowhere else to fall. Like I might as well just do something different. And I remember that happening to me years ago when I was on unemployment, and I remember just applying to those jobs, you know, and you always got to report to the, the um, what is it, Department of, I forgot what you call it right now, unemployment, and let them know you've been applying. I was sitting at my computer saying, God, I want to use what's in my hands. You give me so much. And I don't want to just sit here and wait for somebody to open up their doors to me and give me a job. And he stopped bringing back all these things. And because I'm like an inventor by nature, I'm always thinking of something to do or what I can create, being a visionary. And I think I have a visionary on here today. But, and so that's how I started, you know, getting into expanding and growing businesses and birthing businesses. Cause I'm like, I've got, I have other stuff. Uh, there's more to Cheryl than just working here and working there. So uh, I know sometimes because my back was against the wall, it's like, well, how low can I fall? Waiting, I'm on unemployment, not making a whole lot of money. I got to do something. And so that's right. what I see happening now. So I'm so happy about my guest today, Miss Regina Bullock. Hey, Regina. Thank you. Hey. I'm so glad you was able to come on. This is even though some of us on quarantine, we're still busy because we do right. a lot of stuff, <laughs> especially when it comes right. to business. So you're a parallelpreneur like me, right? Because Regina works full time. She's going to talk about all that too, like me, full time or part time, and also trying to run business or businesses on the side, and that is challenging. At the same right. time, I, could, I believe it's very empowering because I always believe me as a life purpose coach, you know, living a life that's purposeful and meaningful, doing things that you love to do. So it's not always about making buku money, but it's about being mm -hmm. active and doing things that you like to do, things that give you passion and ways to right. serve other people. So most of the people I have on the show serve in some kind of way. But before right. I get into today's topic, which is rebooting, rebranding, and starting up during a pandemic, 
I'm going to read a little bit of um, bio of Regina Bullock, and then we're going to get right into our interview today. So let's go over to me. So I have to get, write this down because uh, I want to stay on point with it. Oh, okay, here we go. All right, Miss Regina, she's an educator by day and an entrepreneur whenever duty calls. Regina Bullock birthed embellished jewels over 10 years ago. I remember when she was starting that. She started her business. <laughs> right. about that too. <laughs> Designing jewelry, beautiful jewelry, and I bought some myself. Designing Thank you. jewelry was nearby a nearby hobby because a lot of us thought that way. We started on a hobby mm -hmm. and then go into a business until mm -hmm. a woman stopped her in her hair salon and inquired about her accessories. That brief conversation led to an exchange of telephone numbers and the urgency to share her creations with others. From there, Regina used her summer vacation off of work to brainstorm a business plan. I love it. While placing the floor in her home, pacing the floor in her home, God gave her embellish. The name encompassed all she wanted her brand to represent. From there, business cards were created, yes, 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 and hair salon interactions led to Regina hosting her first embellished party in Charissa's home. After years of rebuilding relationships with clients, Regina has showcased her jewels at countless events, including professional women's organizations, sororities, churches, and cultural festivals. In the wake of this pandemic, she has learned many valuable lessons and on running a business that she is here to continue working on and building. <laughs> mm -hmm. so I love that because that's exactly what I want to talk about. And I definitely am going to allow you to have the floor. But um, yeah, again, I want to do a series because I know a lot of us can relate to, I mean, some people almost folded. Some, it, look, it really looks like this is the time to fold your business. But those right. are believers, because everybody knows I'm a Christian life coach. That's right. The faith that backs us up, that says, no, this is the best time to start. This is the best time to expand and believe in right. that opportunities will open up and people still need. And I mean, it's, so there's so much, there's so many things that point to why we should live in our purpose and in our passion, right? And continue mm -hmm. just pushing and pushing. This woman has been pushing. That's 10 years. That's right. a long time. Right. How do you feel about that? I mean, the longevity. You know, most businesses, whether they're big or small, sometime after two or three years, you don't see the business anymore. Right, right. Um, wow, there's so much that I could touch on. So the ebbs and flows, I guess we, yeah. we'll start with that, right? Yeah. The ebbs and flows. Um, so there definitely have been ebbs and flows. When I first started, I did not know how to vend. Um, so I started off having to learn how to be a vendor right? right and what it takes and i think a lot of people think you just come with your table right throw your product out there and that's it and that is not all that there is to mm -hmm. vending um as a consumer i pay very close attention when i go to events if i'm at um an expo you know now you see a lot of women's empowerment expos back yeah. in the day the black expo you go to festivals i pay very close attention to how business owners interact with the public right it is right. very important yes. um you are representing your brand if you're selling for a company that's already established you're representing that company right. but if you're grassroots like like you and i are where you started from right. the ground up nobody gave you a catalog and right. a website and said here you go exactly. you know we have to do all of that ourselves yeah you have to get up 
You cannot right. sit down. Um, please stop eating while you know clients and customers, potential clients and potential customers are walking by. I mean, right. I understand that it is tiring. It is really backbreaking work oh, yeah. to them. People don't realize that. Um, as a jewelry designer, like I'm in places where I have to dress up. Right. So right. if I'm at a gala, if I'm, you know, at a luncheon at the National Council of Negro Women, I can't come in there looking the way that I feel. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So <laughs> even after a tiring work week, um, I am up sometimes, you know, when the first rooster is crowing on a Saturday right. morning, <laughs> I'm packing up my car, right. um, making multiple trips, you know. Just all of that. And then you still have to put on your lipstick That's and your girl. little nice outfit. And you have to still, you got to represent, you know, because people girl, are we looking gotta cover it up and do our thing. <laughs> you do. You do. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you're setting up and you're sweating and it's hot and you're tired and you're hungry. And, and all of that goes out the window because right. you were there for a set number of hours to showcase what your talent is right in the best light possible right exactly. so um i have learned over the years that relationship is everything That's from right. a business Real. owner standpoint yes. to a consumer standpoint yes um I am the consumer that once i love you i love you like you can't get rid of me right your lawyer you know right. i <laughs> right. I am loyal. I am loyal to my nail technician. I yeah. am loyal to my hairstylist. I am, I am loyal. And I want that for Embellish. You know, Absolutely. I want to be that go-to jeweler. Yeah. Oh, my girlfriend's getting married. And, you know, we need jewelry as the bridal party or, yeah. you know, just for whatever the occasion is. Now I'm doing men's accessories too. So I get those phone calls like, hey, can you make a set of cufflinks for my husband or lapel pins for, you know, the groomsmen. And, right. and those are the relationships that I have been really striving over the last 10 plus years to build. Right. Um, so I have learned that in the ebbs and flows of business, you have to move with the times because right. the time is not waiting for you. Exactly. So um, in this very moment, it may seem like people are out of work. The unemployment rate is so high. Right. Who's shopping? Who's buying things that, that are not necessity? Um, what I learned and what I realized and what I, well, I would say I observed um, in the wake of COVID, I feel like there was kind of like, um, I guess ebbs and flows is just so applicable right. to this whole season right now. Um Definitely March was a very difficult time, um, mm -hmm. especially being a New Yorker. Like there were just so many deaths and Queens was hit really, really hard. And yeah. um, my job, we lost a dear colleague and, and uh, I had COVID-19. About a third of our staff had it. I did. Wow. Oh and, um, you know, to God be the glory that yes. you know, he brought me out. Um, yes. it, was, it was a very rough time. Right. And when I think about March and April, Mm -hmm. It was really a very dark time during okay. those months. Right. And I think what ends up happening, the shift that ends up happening, not just for myself, but just in society in general, like it was almost as if May um, kind of started to like pick up a bit. Okay. And um, just kind of looking on social media and, and being observant, especially right. during the time of George Floyd, I yeah. think that the shift kind of became more about um, 
like black empowerment and you start yeah. to see a lot of businesses right. um, wanting to support black people and Absolutely. black people wanting to support black businesses. Right. So it, it's a weird paradigm because if you think about it, it's like all these people are out of work. The yeah. unemployment numbers are, you know, astronomical. But then Absolutely. at the same time, I'm a part of all of these different groups on Facebook for Black yeah. business owners. And people are like, you know, I want to spend money. I'm looking for this. Exactly. You know, post your page. And I'm like, whoa, yeah. like I thought people weren't spending money. Right. So um, I also realized, too, that it's the mentality that many of us who are middle class, we think that everybody's struggling. Right. 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 That's not the case. Not everybody in a time of what looks like famine in the land. Not everybody's struggling. Right. right. So so there are people who are still, you know, financially stable and are still buying the things that they want. Um, I think also because a lot of people weren't traveling and you're not going to the movies and going out to eat as much and all of that. People kind of found, found themselves, those who are still getting paid, having you know, a little bit of wiggle room financially uh-huh. because right. like, I know for me, like I wasn't getting my hair and my nails done and going out to eat and exactly. all of those recreational expenses that you spend on. Yeah. Um, so I was buying more of my body products from, you know, my body product vendor. And I yeah. was being a lot more intentional about supporting small businesses right. um, because I wasn't going to the mall and running to the department store. So um, looking at it in that regard, it definitely, like you said earlier, is a time to, you know, seize this moment and not exactly. sit back and let this time pass you by. And exactly. I had to rebrand and um, re-strategize some things in my own business to to meet the demand that's happening right now because right. COVID hit at a time that would have been the peak of um very a very oh. busy season for me right right right. right march is women's history month right, and right i do a lot of women's events i do a lot mm. of um events with zeta Phi beta sorority because that's considered their final womanhood month so okay i'm like i'm doing a lot on weekends right. in March and then Allen, Greater Allen Cathedral Women's yeah. Conference is, you know, yeah. a big event for me that I've been doing for over 10 years. So that was very, you know, difficult to like have prepared for this very busy season and have all of this product in my house and looking right. at my creations like, what am I going to do? Oh, you know? Inventory. <laughs> right. I'm looking at all of these creations sitting in my house and I don't have anybody to adorn them and embellish them with. And I realized <laughs> that, you know, once school ended, because remote learning was very, very time consuming. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Lord healed me from COVID and then, you mm-hmm. know, getting kind of out of the fog of all, all of the deaths that were happening. And then school ended. It was like, okay, it's time to be very intentional about um, this website, about a new logo, and not being afraid to spend the money that is necessary to do those things that's going to take my business to the next level. And I think as people of color, sometimes we we have these fears of 
oh, I don't know. And, you know, because for a lot of us, we grew up on that first and the 15th mentality, right? Uh Like, I know my money's going to come and I'm going to get my check and my check and my check. And we grew up thinking that way and not really being taught what investing looks like. Right, right. Right. So I had to learn during this pandemic to take my resources to find mm-hmm. to even use my resources and so right. you know call those entrepreneurs that I have friendships with and ask right. them hey who would you recommend um, that could do my website because I don't have right. time and I That's don't want right. to waste money on somebody exactly. who is not going to be efficient right right and you want somebody who understands the vision of your business because your right. should definitely reflect that. That's um, right. And someone who can take criticism because you may say, hey, mm-hmm. I'm really this logo, this isn't really me, you know? And right, right. you and and that's important because you know this is what's gonna represent you. And right. um, I had to actually find a team. You know, so I hired yeah, a brand yeah. manager that was highly okay. recommended by a good um, friend of mine okay. who is an entrepreneur. And he um, kind of steered me in that direction. Like, listen, this is who you need to use. Okay. And then I needed a photographer. And right. she steered me, my brand manager steered me to the direction of my photographer. And it was such a blessing, not was, it is such a blessing right. working right. with ladies because um, my photographer, and this is so important, and I hope you guys catch this, that are business owners. You want someone who is not just about the the instant gratification that money brings, right? Mm -hmm. So yes, someone can say, hey, this is my rate, this is what you're gonna pay me, and then every time you need that service, you're like, oh my gosh, like what if I didn't do that well this month and now I have to pay my photographer again or I have to pay yeah. my, you know, my brand manager again to update my website and all of that. Right. But someone who says, listen, let me show you what you can do on your own time outside yeah. of me. Right. That's going to help you. And that right. was the blessing. And that was what was a turning point for Embellish was okay. my photographer said, Here's a list of the things that you need to invest in and get, right? Uh, uh, a light box. Okay, this light box doesn't work. Let's try this one because you need a larger light uh-huh. box because I have small and large pieces. Uh-huh. I have, you know, so many different types of um, accessories. And right. this ring light is not the best quality. So let's try this. So we kind of went back and forth and played around right. with things from Amazon and sent some stuff back and reordered. Right, right. And she literally taught me how to take my own pictures. That's awesome. Well, Regina, before you finish, awesome. before you finish, we're losing your face. Only half of your face is showing. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. So about mm-hmm. the pictures and the ha- go ahead. Right. So right. my photographer um so awesome just to really um spend time with me and countless hours just it's teaching awesome. me techniques and because I struggle with that. And you I have to be it. honest. Right. Yeah, with yourself this is my right. That's why I this is not my and that's the one thing, good thing about the record label. You have all these people on a team helping you to present your best self and highlight your talent. So Right, it's true. Uh-huh. And you know, for me, I'm I was always um struggling to take 
um, accurate pictures of my jewels and really to show right. the different dimensions and, and the intricate designs yeah. of the pieces. And I just <laughs> could not capture them on my own. So right. God blessed me with the perfect photographer to work with, awesome. where she gets me, you know, yeah. and because she loves what she does and she's right. so passionate about it, it's not like, you know what, let's hurry up and just get through this. Shoot. No, it's right. no, this is not excellent. And we're, right. we're going to keep doing it until it's of excellence because yeah. imagine going on someone's site and I say this all the time as a consumer and I really can't tell the fit of that dress or does the back of that jumper have a zipper or what? Like even when you go on Instagram and you look right. at businesses, if you look at the comments that mm -hmm. really should tell you whether or not your pictures are helping the viewer. Right, 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 right. right. Because right. they should be able to see color should be accurate, uh -huh. design, like they need to be able to see all of that. And right. it is very time consuming because I have right. a lot of pieces and I have a lot of yeah. different types of jewelry. Right. I'm not just like an Afrocentric designer yeah. or a crystal designer. Right. Like I have yeah. some of everything, fabric, leather, some of everything. And she taught me really how to capture the beauty. And it's mm -hmm. a work in progress. And it's I, I see, I see the improvement. It's awesome. Oh, I like thank it more. You. But when you see that elevation, you're like, okay, looks great. Because <laughs> when we met, I was very, I was a basic beater. Okay. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we all saw. Beat the street. Right. <laughs> I was a basic, basic beater. And I would look at these right. and say, oh, these are pretty. And I right. was just learning how to strand. And, and part of being a teacher is also learning how to be an excellent student. And right. I had to learn techniques and, you know, shout out to Brooklyn Beatbox and, and um, <laughs> Beat on Bond and a lot of places where I have sat for hours and had to hone my craft right. and learn techniques and learn like why is this breaking or why is this popping or why is this class not work like right. all of those things that people don't think about exactly. I want to give you quality I don't want you right to look at something you know two years down the road and like this was trash and then you're cleaning out your jewelry box and it's one of my pieces that's going in the garbage I want you to be exactly. able to pull out a piece from 10 years ago and say, girl, this is a classic. I still, right. you know, exactly. I can one today. It never exactly. goes out of style and it never tarnishes and it never popped or broke. And that's really what I strive for. That's awesome. You said a lot. You even answered some questions, but I want to sum up some things you said so far, which is so great. You talked about the traumatic events that can happen when you're building businesses. And I thought about how we have to be flexible for those things because, again, because, you know, one of the questions I was going to ask you was, what was your why in the second of why you started the business you started? There had to be a why and a passion that kind of reminds you why you got into this in the first place. So sometimes that's the mm -hmm. thing that keeps you going. You're not giving right. up because you had this vision and you can't let it go it's in your spirit. So with that, having a vision, because everybody don't talk about the story, like they say, behind the glory. All right. the stuff we're going to go all the traumatic events, the things that happen, catastrophic things, personal issues, and you keep pushing because you see this is like your passion. A visionary always sees the the um, highlight. They see where it's going. They see the destiny in it. And sometimes right. other people can't get on board because they don't. But you can't really worry about them. You see it because I, if, if you know, I experienced this. I'm sure you have. 
a lot of people saw me start things and sometimes you know, you know they, they always got you know applause and and compliments for just being that forerunner to start stuff but then when they see you really take off to a certain level everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon now it's like mm -hmm. oh no you're doing some grassroots i thank god for those who are supporters of us when we're starting out because they also like you mentioned see the vision as well they get it and those right. are the good people you have on your team and so i like that you talked about hiring in a team and i know in the beginning Sometimes you can't always hire a big team because sometimes you don't right. have the team to do so. So right. you be everybody like you start your church, the pastor, the door keeper, the usher, the church. You know, you everybody for a moment. Right. So yes. Build. And I believe, because we people look at God was sending the right people, you need to help. Yes. And you're not trying to be a... One thing I do see sometimes, and I know it's not just African-American people in business. I know it's other businesses as well. But what I've experienced, working with people who are African-American, sometimes... It's hard for them to delegate and let people who specialize in particular areas to do their business. If you're hiring somebody right. to be an accountant, let them be an accountant. You can't have your hands in everything because then you'll be all over the place and you can't function or, or do your best work because you are all in everybody in your team's business. Right. You're supposed to know what's going on. You're supposed to stay on top of them. But I see people businesses fail because they too worry. And I understand, like you said, when it comes from really goes back to slavery, being torn against each other. We have a distrust mm -hmm. issue. We don't, and, I, and, for, and, and some of that is valid because a lot right. of us, because of the slavery mentality, have tried to manipulate our own sisters and brothers sometimes. That's just what happens. And so now yes. we think everybody has an angle. So we're right. like, what's your agenda? Why are you like, where are you here? What's your purpose in this? You know what I'm saying? So we want to see investment right. like you're in, in it. And so that's why I appreciate those people who support us in grassroots because that's when we don't have a lot and they still on board. Like they, they yes. want to see you get to that level because they see the vision. And then I was thinking about, we talked about utilizing the you know resources that we have. And I thought about my daughter because, you know, she went to school, she's an actress, but she also went to school for communications and she learned how to work the camera and digital media. So I'm right. like, I'm gonna make you junior partner because she so now, my business is growing in terms of also imaging and everything because she's good at that. She knows how right. she for the summer that passed, she was at Allen doing a camera. I said, Look at you, grew up in this church and now for the summer to do a you know you have to you have to get hours, I forgot what you call it, when you in school, you have to build up a certain amount of hours in a particular oh, like community, community service. Community service, but there's also something I can't think right now, my brain went, but she had to do something. So she went to her home church in New York travel okay. up there and she was working the camera. So I'm like, you'd be the best person to take images like of my products. And so utilizing the resources, this is what people do that you have. They are right. people in the family, they have friends, they got, cause I'm always about the village. Like you said, we support right. each other. Sometimes you got people you know who specialize in the area. I'm thinking why we all can't win together. You support me, right. I support you. And you talked about almost pacing yourself, you know, first of all, educating yourself, being willing to learn and take criticism and like we was up late last night because my daughter was helping me design the labels. I like kind of sign her in charge of designing like the new polish line and stuff I'm bringing out. Let her be in charge of that. But also right. she has to kind of bring it to me to see if I approve. And so working through all of that sometimes can be challenging because it's like right. now I'm mommy, but I'm also CEO. And you know, <laughs> right, right. I know because my mom and I, we work together. <laughs> so I know. Yes. So talk about that too before actually this next question about how it is working with your mom, family, you know, business. <laughs> right. Um, you know, my mom 
has been a huge embellished supporter from the very inception. And we understand each other, right? My mom right. knows when I get in a zone, okay. I am in a zone. Like when it's right. time to set up and the clock is ticking because you don't yeah. want to, you know, start pulling stuff out and people yeah. are walking into a venue and you're not ready to serve them. It's it's very unprofessional. Um, right. So my mom knows that sometimes I can be <laughs> a bit much when it comes to like, all right, mommy, is this 20 minutes up? Let's go. You know, and I have to remember like, listen, this is your mom. Like, you know, let me honor mommy at the same time. We got to get this done. So right. Um, right. we have definitely had to learn that balance. And yeah. she has also taught me, listen, trust that I know what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. So I don't typically handle money when I do shows, um, if my mom is there, right. I do have a good girlfriend of mine that absolutely loves to do embellished shows with me. Like she, she will take her whole Saturday and she's an educator as okay. well. So she works on Monday through Friday and yeah. she just, she loves it. Like she loves she's to interact with other women. She yeah. loves to be able to style women and help them pick out pieces. She loves it. So if okay. my mom is not available, she comes with me. And in those moments, I'm the one that takes care of the finances. But right. if my mom is there, um, she handles the iPad with the credit cards and the money because I like the interaction. Like I need yeah. to focus my attention exactly. on the client because I don't believe in customers. I want yeah. you to be a client. Customers are transactional. Clients right. come back, right? Exactly. relationship. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're a patient at your doctor's office because that's your doctor, right? Like exactly. you're not you're not a customer at your doctor's exactly. office. Right. You're just going one time and if he's a good or she's a good doctor, you're gonna continue to come back. So um even the language that you use is important. I never use mm. customer because right. I right. want to service you in a way where you want to come back. Um right. and and even with like Instagram and being so mindful that we're in an age where people go online and review you in a minute. And Real you girl, want, yes, exactly. And you, know, <laughs> you want great reviews. And, right. Um, even most recently, just I think she found me, this particular client found me in like one of the black business groups um, that I'm in on Facebook and started following me on Instagram. And she ordered a bunch of um, pieces from me. She's from Massachusetts. We've never met before. Okay. And she is like singing my praises. Like every day she'll wear a different pair of earrings. Okay. Take a selfie, put it on her page. Yeah. Um, she, she just loved that my shipping was quick and the customer That's service great. down to the packaging. Like I've even gotten great feedback about packaging because we're women and we like cute things. Exactly. We, you know, we, we want right. to get something in the mail and it's packaged nice. Like yes. the person took time out to consider exactly. how they package this for you, you know? Right. And even, even as an entrepreneur, this is a great tip also. Um, if you're still at a place where you're not like so overwhelmed with orders where you can't do this yourself, get thank you cards and I write right. you know, handwritten thank you card and I slip that in a package. Especially if found you online and they've never met you. That that speaks volumes to people. It does. Because right. um, we don't send cards anymore, you know, so it's nice to get something yeah. in the mail. Um, also to do that if your business is at a place where you can't um, handwrite cards because you just are, are shipping out in large quantity and value. 
do the um the printed cards you know printed yeah. thank you cards it may have a little 10 percent off your next order or free shipping. Uh -huh. just because the person wants to know that you consider them you're thankful for their business and you want them That's to right. know that absolutely so let me tell you I, I just had this conversation with my brother because we you know he's a business person too and i was saying i'm so glad I'm talking about the mindset and perception of things and how we learned that being too salesy is not good. That was, that turned me away from a lot of people. But, you know, back in the days, that was the thing. You gotta, that's why I was never good at telemarketing jobs, Regina. I would quit. I'm like, I can't do this. The man said, no, you don't want another vacuum. You don't want another loan system. And you got this director saying, you got to call him back. I'm like, he said no. That's intrusive. Right, right. And so people are learning that you're building relationships. And even now that a lot of businesses are transitioning to online businesses, it's not like a brick and mortar where I can walk into Regina's shop and look at your jewels and get to meet right. you. So how am I going to get to, people want to know the person behind the brand, behind the product. So showing up and, and building relationships is so intricate now in online, especially online businesses. Right. And I, I help other people like grow their business and, they and increase their visibility. And I'm like, put a quick little video or image or something on your website somewhere because certain businesses, some businesses really need that. It, it helps, especially yeah, if you yeah. serve Like, you know, I deal with a lot of coaches and uh, mental health people and people do anger management and stuff like that. And even ministers and pastors. And it's important that because we're not going by your church, but you're trying to draw people in maybe to your online services. They want to meet the pastors. I don't just want to see all text. Who's the pastor, his wife, the, the staff. Even when I look for jobs in the past, I always go to the about. I want to see who's the director, what are their credentials. So it means a lot to people. So I think that is right. so important. You know, and, and, and give yourself grace because we grow in a business. You're going to have bumps and bruises. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to, that's all part of learning. And people got to be willing to make the mistakes. All billionaires. I hear a lot of billionaire stories and they talked about how they failed hundreds of times trying right. to get it right. And you have to give yourself grace is where I tell even my clients because you have to be willing to make the mistakes to keep going. Don't perceive them as a failure. Perceive them as a, a lesson. Okay, well, I'm improving this area. And I always tell right. you, you see product brands do it all the time, new and improved. Don't let that stop you and cripple you. And so it is a mindset that says, okay, I may not have did best now, you know, this time, but I'm going to keep going and get it right. right. If it means having a team, getting some people, but that's what I'm going to do. But we're still going to keep right. going. Because another thing is people love to hear the story. They like to hear that's, you know, like why and, and how were you able to make it through the pandemic? And people need to hear that. And that's how you build relationships right. as well. So sometimes a person can have a, a crummy, this say product, but the relationship building and people buy into you because they like you and right. that role can bring in customers, clients, uh, you know, right. whatever you want to call them, your village, your tribe, right. you know, so right. you feel know, so many great things and it's so true. Thank you. And even the flip side to that too is because even in the wake of the whole Buy Black movement right now, I'm seeing it even in a lot of the Facebook groups that I'm in, where within the, the Black and Brown community, we are critiquing each other. Because yeah. in a lot of cases, we can be extremely talented bakers, right? right. We right. can be extremely creative artists. We can be great at what we do. Right. If your business ethic is poor, Right. 
It's right. unacceptable. And right. life happens to everyone, right? Like it's life right. happens. And I, and I understand it. And I've had moments where embellish was not the priority because life happened. You have right. to communicate, because especially right. if you have a website and you're online, you have to communicate, right. you know, even during COVID, I remember, um, putting up just like a little announcement, like, you know, embellish is a New York based business. It's just a very difficult right. time right now. Right. You know, we will see you guys soon. Like just something so that people know, like, yeah. you know, but let me be empathetic, you know, not, yeah. Oh, she's not posting anymore. So obviously she's not, no, 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 no. It's a difficult time. Right. And because life is happening to all of us. Yes. Yeah. Um, someone orders something from you and there's a delay or you have a family emergency and it's something that you can't get to for another week, you need to convey that. You know, right. just not shipping promptly, having people wait. And I hear it so often. Oh, I ordered a t-shirt from so-and-so yeah. and it's been a month and I haven't gotten... No, that's unacceptable. Right. You know? but, so, yeah. Right, because there's so many options and if people choose to patronize your business... You right. owe them that because they could have exactly. taken their business elsewhere. And that's I think that's something that, you know, we have to consider too, that even as life right. is, is happening, and again, those ebbs yeah. and flows of life, yeah, you, know, exactly. you may just be overwhelmed with the cares of life at that season, you know, in that season, communicate. Like, I am definitely going to fulfill your order. Do you mind, instead of me, you know, shipping it out today, it's Saturday, and I, I may not be able to get it out today, but I'll definitely have it out for you by Tuesday. Is that okay? Exactly. Right? And, and, exactly. That. and be humble enough to accept criticism in the sense yeah. of no, because I really needed it before then, or just whatever. And sometimes you have to, if it's you that, um, may not be efficient in that moment, you may have to right. spend a little bit extra, right? Like there are moments yeah, where yeah. I can't get a, um, an order out as quickly as I would have liked to have gotten it out. Right. Maybe I need to pay the couple of extra dollars to send it priority. Just, you know, and communicate with the client and let them that's know, like, hey, yeah. here's your tracking information. That's important too. Exactly. I was going to say you the know, best Yes, the messaging is important. Like you on the website. Right. And you have some other businesses. You go on the website, a big thing pops up. There may be a delay in shipping. It may take right. four weeks. I've been doing that. And I have a, you know, the email listing is so important because you can communicate through your email and your tribe, right. those loyal customers, and they know what's happening. And I, and it don't stop people. Like you said, you're a loyal um, client or customer to people that, right. that serve you. I have those people. I thank God for that because they understand, especially business-minded people. They know things happen or whatever. Right. But communication, and they still like, well, girl, whenever you get it ready, and they will even send the money ahead. So like you say, in case in point, sometimes I do advance orders. You can make an advance orders, but here's a shipping date. So we learn from each other. I've seen Kimberly right. Lee. You know, actress Kimberly Lee? Right. She's not the natural product line. She does right. a monthly shipping where she just have one date assigned, or maybe two, to shipping. So everybody already knows they're going to wait for their product. This is the shipping right. date. Order weeks and weeks and months in advance, but they know right. about it. So when I started, I was like, okay, that's a good thing. Because sometimes when you have those struggle times when your business not doing well, there's not a lot of money coming in. That's right. the way. I'm giving somebody a tip right now. That is a way sometimes to get the money up front to buy the things you need to do that shipping. So the shipping date gives you the flexibility to be able to maybe there's supplies you need. You have that right. advance money. 
to order those things. I'm a witness. I've done it, and I, and a lot right. of this all of the time. That's why they call it. Right. You just don't. You just don't know a lot of times, but that money helps them. First of all, that's what it does. It's helping them keep their business going. Get the supplies right. they need and ship it out to you. So that's another way you help small-owned businesses. And I'm glad right. you mentioned American and Brown community because I I want to mention I'm spotlighting African American and our Brown community businesses. Right, <laughs> right. It's, so it's very true. And you know what? If you don't know something, you ask for help. And this is yeah. where the humility comes in, right? Yeah. And and I know because I recently had a, a, a very um, discouraging experience at a Black-owned restaurant. I went to order food and, okay. and it took two hours. I, I kid you not. It took two hours. Two hours to prepare food. And in that moment, because now I'm on the consumer side, right? Yeah, I wanted someone to come over to me. I didn't want to have to be the person to say, this is unacceptable and why? And I didn't want oh, to be that. Right? <laughs> right, right. right. It's like I, like, I didn't come here to fight. I came here to get my food. Right, <laughs> and right. I don't want to have to be that person in a moment to make my voice heard, you know, and, and just being a business owner in that moment as a consumer, I wanted the business owner to come over to me and say, you know what? We were wrong. Don't give me excuses. Oh, well, right. I put the, you know, the cashier's on me, but I put the order in and the kitchen's backed up. And the, as, the, as the business owner, sometimes, especially because I know that, you know, if you're making good money right, and right. you can afford to do so, you right. say to the person, what can I do to accommodate you? Or if you are, you know, mindful that sometimes people take advantage and we know that as business uh -huh. owners, you offer what is feasible to you, right, you know, right. and you say, Hey, you've been waiting here for two hours. Can I get you something to drink? Yes, just, please. just because you want that person to leave feeling like, listen, this was not the best experience. However, they did their right. best to try to rectify the wrong. Right. And I think that that's a part of of being a business owner where we have to be humble in that sense too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. And those are you learn from. Like, you don't have to stop and say, okay, you know what? The next time I approach it this way or next time right. I'll, I'll throw in an extra gift, you know, or something, you know, surprise them. Like my client received something from the other day. She said, oh my God, what is this extra thing? Like nothing happened, but I just wanted to appreciate her. Yes. First of all, during this time, a lot of people I know are not working full time. They don't have the money. So that yeah. you're still patronizing my business. You still believe in what I have and it's helping right. you let me throw some extra stuff in there for you as a, a pre and they keep coming right. and keep because I'm not in business. I know people in business make money, but I started with a passion. So I'm in business right. to serve first. And if I keep the servant part there, customers, clients will come. The money comes, because, right? Yeah. Because they see I care about them, especially I do service-based stuff, not only just the product line, but just being a, a life purpose coach and a mental health counselor. I care about your well-being and people see it, they feel it. And it's like, right. even in my career during the day, no matter where I go, they want to follow me to, if I'm contracting another agency, I share, I want to go with you over there. I don't want nobody else counseling me. I just, because they see right. I really care about them. You know, girl, I can tell you some stories. I'm getting people off meditation. They try CBD, all this natural stuff. Right. <laughs> they like anxiety and people right. love like, You are helping me. I'm like, and I'm helping power them. You empower your customers. Like even with right. jewelry, different ways you can tell them how to wear this or how to do certain things with it. That's empowering. You know, they make right. you make an idea they never thought of before. So we can always empower, right. and people like that because you're building them up. It's like you know what? I like Virginia. I like her stuff. It's not just the 
your products, but it's you that they like. Right. When people you know? like you, they will support you. They will. Yeah. And that is very, very important. People yeah. like you because especially with I mean, in the wake of COVID, things are different and we don't know moving forward what, what it's gonna look like as far as large gatherings. But even when someone invites you into their home and they're right. inviting their, their close girlfriends and their family to come yes. for an embellished show, that's intimate. You know, oh, you don't yes. just invite right. any old body into your, your house. house. Right. <laughs> to break bread with and to showcase their, their business. So even in that regard, you know, I'm so grateful for over the years of people saying, hey, I want you to come set up or yeah. or I'm a part of this organization. Because in a lot of cases, I'm in rooms where women are involved in multiple organizations. So they right. may... They may, I may be at a sorority gala and the person that comes over to my table is there to support somebody who's being honored per se. Right. And that right. person is a part of another professional woman's organization. And, and then the next thing you know, it's like, I didn't even look for these opportunities. And, right. and now I'm being called by this organization and that organization. And that's great. Yeah. And that's what has happened, you know, and I right. thank God for it because I don't run around looking for shows anymore. Right, right. You do it from the beginning. You're trying to get out there, but yeah, it's oh, transition. Please. In the yeah, beginning, that's, that's right. I was. I had a canopy next to the hydrant <laughs> on the side of the street, but and and I had to learn like that's not your niche market. You right, know, that's right. not, this is a flea market atmosphere. This is a fine stuff in your house you're trying to get rid of for one and two dollars. I sh I don't need to be there because that's not my, my market, and it's not to say that. Because, oh, I'm just so all that. It's not that at all. You right. have to know what is for you, right? right. right. So yeah. there's a reason why you have high-end malls. Yeah. you got to look at it as as marketing and, and strategizing, right? Right. When you go to the mall, for, for us New Yorkers, when you go to Roosevelt Field, yeah. Penny and Macy's is not in the same wing as right. Nordstrom and Bloomingdale's. Right, that's a good right? point. Like, it's just, it is what it is. So when you right. think about how how things are marketed, even mm -hmm. the commercials, like what commercials they choose for what audience is watching a show, that's marketing. Right, So exactly. learning, you know, where to be at what time, it took right. me years <laughs> to yeah. get there. Yeah. You know, oh, my church right. is having something. I appreciate it. But this is a flea market, and I, I am best suited for a woman's conference. Something, right? I need right, to be right. in a hotel. I need to be in a catering hall, being right. outside with the elements, and the wind is blowing, and it's knocking uh -huh. over my fans, and the crystals are falling. Okay, right. <laughs> right. I have learned that yes. you know. At every everywhere that you're invited, sometimes you have to gracefully decline. Or sometimes yeah. if you know, once you're in a network and a circle of other vendors, maybe that's best for this person. Right. Yeah. And I'll do that at times. I'll pass exactly. the information along to another vendor who uh -huh. that may work for them and exactly. not the audience. That's right. But see, that was a learning experience because you made me think about when I moved down here, I had a pop-up shop for the first mm -hmm. time in the flea market. Now, of course, me making mm -hmm. natural organic products, because I, you know, I think about the mindset, the minds of the people that go to flea market looking to get something for real cheap, nearly free, is a right. flea market. However, 
I, I embraced that experience because first of all, it gave me experience the first time of owning like a little space, like calling my store. Right, like, right, right. Right below a brick and mortar and being able right. to lock up. That was a good experience for me because I learned how to engage people as like a store almost. I had to pay rent for my right. space, set up and do all that. So I look at everything as a lesson where I've done that. Now I can even do this. Now I can go to the mall and do this. Now I can open up a brick and mortar because you've got some experience. So even that, but I realized too, my value of my products, a lot of people not going to buy. I had some customers, but it wasn't a lot because people coming to a flea market, I right. bought it at two, three, four, five dollars. So I stayed there for a season and then I moved on. But right. I embraced it because it gave me a start. I'm in Richmond. I, another thing, I don't know people. So I'm like, it gave right. me a chance to know. I grew an email list of people because mm -hmm. I had them sign some. So I had a strategy. Sign this right. email list and keep up with, you know, updates. And I've seen information right. about products, events, and all that stuff. And some of these people still buy from me. So, you know, that's a strategy that comes along. But like you're saying, to a certain point, like now, only way I would go to like a flea market, there's some higher-end flea markets down here in Richmond where people right. come spend money because there's some valuable things just for like season. That's why I like pop-up shops. You might just be there for a month because sometimes right. during this COVID thing, you're trying to make some change. Somebody just gave me an um, invite to do a vending um, thing next week. That was like last minute. I'm like, so I'm running around yesterday trying to find a canopy. Like you said, sometimes right. you got to spend extra money. I had to spend $200 on getting a canopy tent with the side so I can protect right. myself, put a table in front so we can make transactions without being close to people with my mask right. on. And I'm like, you know what? I can use right now because I'm only working part-time doing mental health counseling. My paycheck is cut in half. So you got to be mm -hmm. honest. You know what? I'm going to take this little opportunity because there's some seasons where you may have to sacrifice a little bit. Right. Meet more customers. They know where I am. I can send people online, build that email list because I'm going with a strategy, but also make some money. And I'm like, well, I'm right. not going to turn it down. But it's not a flea market. It's just a big vending event, big corporations like um, car car places, uh, Hyundai and some other big corporate, you know, places, businesses. They right. are this event so i'm like this is great because i'll get the network like you talk about being at different mm -hmm. places and get referrals hey i'm having an event can you come set up over here so it's always like that mindset as an entrepreneur you see sometimes you may not make a whole lot of money at certain events but you're looking at the big picture well you know what i'm going to um, meet other people who may have a bigger event and they see me right. because i showed up and go i remember this young lady who was out there selling these things you know so you just never know right. you never know Right. You never know. It's very, very yeah. true. And that's why it's so important to be personable. Yeah. And it's so important. And yeah. and I have to remind myself at times because I get in that zone when I'm setting up and I'm doing this. And then I have to switch to, hi, how are you? And, and right, learn exactly. the balance between engaging people yeah. and, like you said earlier, turning people off with these, you know, very hardcore sales tactics. People yeah. Are and if they want it, they'll come over to you. They'll inquire. They'll ask questions. Right. Um, make your prices visible. That's something else that I have yes. to learn. My girlfriend yes. has teaching that because that's her area is um, marketing. Right. And learning from the people that went to school. And, exactly. You know, have the area of expertise. Because I also learned that, too, that people sometimes are very embarrassed to ask prices. It's true, right. You have to learn that. Something is, they may not ask because if you say, "Hey, my body butt is thirty dollars," and it's like, "Oh, well, you know, I, I, you know, I looked at it and I thought <laughs> it's fifteen 
without a mask factor. So at least it's visible. Yeah. So that they can make the judgment call in their mind as to whether yes. or not it's something that they can afford to do. That's right. Because I'll talk with you, like you said, I'll tell you the value and the power in this product, you know, and I use the right. best of you let people know I'm using organic certified organic ingredients. Right. People who understand that market, they know you pay money. That's you know right. what I'm saying? They know, okay, this right. costs money, the packaging. The, and so, of course, all your customers are not business people. But those people who are, they understand that you got to incorporate factor all these things, all the expenses to come up with a, a price for this product. And you here to make right. also make a living and take care of your family. And Regina, I learned that doing hair, you know, being a cosmetologist, right. having people, you know, after I do their hair, oh, can I pay you, girl? I had to be assertive. And I learned through that because I was doing hair from a teenager. So I learned how to be assertive and go, I'm just as valuable as Billie Jean and all these other places down the street that braid hair. My braid looked just the same. And I'm not going to charge. And I'm using good stuff. Oh, no, I don't buy the cheap stuff. Even when I was doing hair lot, I didn't buy the cheap products. I bought the right. stuff that money. So you're paying for all of this. And when people know that, they appreciate that because I'm not using cheap stuff that don't really work. You know, you may have an right. appearance for a while that looks good, but after a while, you're like, well, what happened to my hair? Because you went down right. the street and paid $10 for the stuff because they're buying $2 products and I'm buying Mazan, you know, just, just naming stuff. Right, that right. <laughs> Right, it's true. I'm trying to help you. And you know what? I've learned to to not apologize for it. Apologize, and my right. mother had to help me with that. Stop yeah. apologizing. Yeah. Because guess what? When you walk into a department store and you pick up whatever you pick up, and I watch right. people, yeah, they don't go in the Louis Vuitton vault talking about, well, can I get? No, you're right. at Louis Vuitton. You know what exactly. it is when you walked in here. You knew what time it was, right? So, you know, we have to be um, assertive, not in in a sense where we're so brash where we turn people off, but, but right and be aggressive. Like I, I got my eyebrows. I'll give a prime example. I got my eyebrows um, tinted for the first time this week, and okay. I have been following this young lady. Um, she owns a beautiful African American owns okay. um brow bar in baldwin okay. in long island and awesome. i have been following her for a while and i'm like you know what i'm gonna go we have such a great interaction the owner is amazing and you know she gave me a consultation and i went in for a consult i didn't even know that same day that i was gonna get it done because okay. i wanted to see what will work best for me because there's so many techniques right. now and yeah. After my consult, because I like her so much and because uh -huh. I felt comfortable and she was so knowledgeable and patient with explaining right. all of the different ways that you mm -hmm. could, you know, mm -hmm. microblade right. and why she doesn't microblade and, you know, exactly. what doesn't work for African-American skin, but what she does right. do because it does work. I was like, you have time for me? Can, can, can you do that right now? And she was just right. like, sure, you know, and because at that moment I was satisfied with the service, yeah. the consult, right? She hadn't gotten any money from me just yet. Right. Um, the atmosphere was absolutely beautiful. The aesthetics of this place is just beautiful. Wow. And I, I, there was just a connection, right? That's there was a connection exactly. because this is your face. You don't just let everybody yeah. touch your face, give you a facial, right. you know, mess with your eyebrows. You walk out exactly. of there looking crazy. So right. It, <laughs> so it is very important that you are knowledgeable enough to explain to people this is what yeah. I'm using or this is what I 
am, exactly. you know, charging because of this, right? Like right. for myself, I have to tell people, listen, there are different types of crystals. Okay. So when yeah. everyone says, oh, right. this is crystal. Yeah. That, you know why that's $20? Because it's Chinese or Rondell crystal. And this is Jorowski. Right. Like you have to be able to explain to people so that they understand that's because right. some people just don't know, right? They don't. And right. You do have the clients that know. You do have yeah, the clients that and I won't name drop. Not right. They, they're not going to go to the big box lotion um, smell good store, right? right because right. They know those the ingredients in those products can cause cancer, exactly. and that they're not great for the skin and that the body right. absorbs. So they have no problem with paying more because of organic, right? When I That's switched right. to all natural deodorant. I knew, listen, those days of Dove on sale is over, right? So I knew that I have to to pay, you know, because if I'm trying to deviate from the chemicals and into a healthier lifestyle, it's going to cost me. It's going to cost me more to buy organic food. It's going to cost me more to switch to a healthier lifestyle. But in the long run, it's worth it. So yourself yes right and I think it's about the education of it all right and I tell women all the time listen you can buy jewelry from all over Mm -hmm. but if you are a woman who believes in quality I don't care if you're going to Marshalls or TJ Maxx right Mm -hmm. you're still looking at quality when you put on a quality piece of clothing a quality dress a quality suit the accessory that you have on can make or break that outfit that's right. Absolutely. If you have on a poor quality necklace or it, like if it's just not made well, if it looks cheap, it's like putting on cheap shoes or having a cheap pocketbook. And I don't mean cheap as right. in how much it costs. I mean quality, right? Exactly. And, and, and I tell women too, if when you're of a certain age, like when we were younger, listen, everything, girl, everything was no frills, right? Because I was... I was younger and I didn't know any better. So once you get to a certain age and you start looking at quality and you want to take better care of yourself and how you present yourself, that's the reason that you put on say a lot. When men go to Brooks Brothers, when men get custom-made suits, they're not going to go buy a pair of cufflinks that's poorly made it just doesn't it doesn't complement right right or a cheap tie like it all has to come together as one and then when you spend that money you're not buying constantly it's like buying good furniture you know my grandma used to say i had this set before you were born because you bought good quality yes (laughs) you didn't have to buy all the time so i think sometimes people think too well if i buy this yeah but if you if you buy a lesser quality you're going to find yourself constantly replacing exactly you're spending more in the long run it's like buying one roll of toilet tissue versus buying right. a 24 pack of Scott. You're not right. saving anything. Mm-hmm. But exactly. I think that it's a mindset that people oh, have right to realize yes. when it comes yes. to business that uh-huh. there, there are highs and lows for a reason. It's not that we're getting over on you. You're right. paying for quality. Exactly. So that's important. Yeah, and you, you said it. They're educating people, giving them information, not apologizing, but when they get to see the value in it, that's what makes them realize, you know what? I, and I'm like you. I'm always like, I want, I like, I miss the days of stuff that was made to last. Number one. Yeah. You know, I, I hate to see quick stuff now. So yeah, you may be getting this stuff quick and cheap, but is it going to really help you? Is it really right. helping you? Is it 
is it solving a problem you know so i'm for educating my clients even when i was doing hair and i had loyal customers because they was into sure you help my hair to grow as right. opposed to i look pretty Oh, you you know, and I had a even with that I had standards. Like there's certain things I didn't do. I didn't do psychedelic colors. I didn't bleach and strip your hair because I was a hair care stylist, not a not just a hairstylist and a hairdresser. So when people right. know that, you know what, you help my hair to grow. I'm coming to you. They're willing to pay the money because they see the 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 benefits of it and it's helping them. And so at the end of the day, um, they're going to continue to be loyal and come back to you. So that's such a there's right. so many lessons as an entrepreneur. And I yes. always say, you grace, because you grow with it, you learn, and us helping each other, I think, is a great thing because we all learn to help each other. And like you said, it's not good to be so aggressive. That approach doesn't work anymore when you're working with people. Be you can assertive just means you're communicating, you know, whatever it is you're communicating, but you're doing it in consideration of the other person. Aggressive right. is this is about me, 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 and this is how we're gonna do it. And if you don't like it here, then that's Okay, but then I don't. It's all about customer and clientele. So that mentality has has shifted. I thank God I've seen people building relationships now, and sometimes even with like doing freebies and all kinds of different things because they realize people love that and that you have a longer uh, relationships with people. You know, customers and clients. So right. it's so, and I love it. I, to me, I love it because I embrace everything as a lesson. Like I can take constructive criticism. To me, it's your approach. You know what right. I'm saying? It's, even even working in the mental health field, even my supervisors and directors I work with, the ones that I connect with are the ones who remember the days when they didn't have nothing, when they were still grinding and starting out. So they always can empathize with maybe where we are, you know, still in the field and working with clients and going into their homes. They remember they don't forget that. So they don't never come off aggressive. They come up very empathetic. Oh gosh, I know how it is, still spending gas and running out and meeting mm -hmm. clients whatever. They haven't forgotten, and I appreciate that. That's why I like to know their right. story. They ground and they remember that they're servants, and they also had to start from A, B, C, and D. They didn't just right. jump. It's almost like a person. You know how you can be saved for a long time, but now you want somebody to have an overnight salvation and, and, and deliverance, but it took you 15 years to get delivered, but now you want this person to get it overnight. Those people, right. you know, well... <laughs> Right. You know, and that's why it's so important to talk to people. You know, yeah. I think sometimes, especially going back to being black and brown, we think yeah. like, oh, if I talk to somebody, you know, I, they, they're going to take my idea. They're going to listen. If yeah, you right, have yeah. a network, because over the years, like I've been in that vendor circuit so much that I have a network. Right. right? And your relationship is not going to be the same with everybody. Right, but, exactly. but knowing um enough entrepreneurs and having friendships with entrepreneurs right. i know that i can pick up the phone and say hey let me ask you about this so what do you think about that and and sharing the information like a young lady um that we're a part of the same um black resource network on facebook which is a a black resource network for southeast queens for okay. pretty much the jamaica queens community and cool. um she has an online boutique but because she lives in the neighborhood i'll uh -huh. order online from her and then i'll just go pick it up because right. i don't have to ship, oh, yeah. you know, I'll drive to your house and pick it up exactly. and um the last time i picked up an order from her i noticed that she had the um postal service bin and we were standing well you know everything now is six feet apart so she's standing at her doorway uh -huh. i'm standing um, in front of her house, so we're talking from a distance, okay. and she said, hold on one moment, she saw the postal 
worker coming down the block and she went to get her bin. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm doing something wrong here. I said, yeah, I'm running to the post office all right. the time, standing on these long lines, you know. Right. You know, it could be just a lot because <laughs> it's crowded yeah. and it's a million people and I'm trying to strategize what's the best post office to go to because right. you know the areas that are always crowded versus exactly. the less crowded, more suburban post office. And I'm like, all I have to do is give this to my my mailman. Right. But she has a whole the whole system where and you probably have seen people do this where they print the label, they have the scale at home, they weigh the yeah. item. Exactly. And I'm like, I gotta set my game up. You know, uh-huh. so uh-huh. Last time I went to the post office to mail off orders, I inquired and I'm like, wow, like there's always something to learn. It's another it step is. in this process because right. how can I work smarter, not harder? All she has to do at home right. is do the packaging, the labeling herself, and then she knows what time her mailman comes exactly. and they yep. know she's a business owner. So they, and sometimes the mailman even will ring the doorbell. Like, here, I'm right. dropping off your mail, and do you have anything for me to pick up? And I'm like, in this Relationship. Thing, <laughs> right. And I was like, do you mind if we talk more about this later? She exactly. was like, sure. You know, she was so willing to, yes. to give me pointers and tips because she's been doing this for a long time. So that's right. important, too. That's exactly. important, too. There are a lot of pieces Absolutely. in the business. So there's a lot of different areas that we learn. But that's... Yeah, it's so great. It's good when we don't feel threatened. You believe in your product. You believe in who you are. There's people for you. Right. There are customers that are for you. And just like we can all share, you know, it's not like I'm setting up right next door to you selling the same exact stuff. You know, that's a whole different right. thing. I'm saying, you know, it's, there's so many people out here right. that need service. So we shouldn't feel, another thing that goes back, we shouldn't feel threatened by, you know, you can tell the difference with somebody who's trying to, it's like an Absalom spirit. They're trying to build off, you know, use your business and kind of steal your stuff. Even that, when you secure right. and you have, let them do that because it always, people reap what they sow. And we learn by right. faith that to God, I ain't worried about that. I'm going to keep doing right. what I'm doing. And if somebody decides they don't, they want to go over there, let them go over there. We're going to keep building because you know what? It's this your season to go. And God's going to bring some five people to replace the one person. <laughs> no, it's so, it's so very true. And you know what? Yes. And that comes with wisdom, right? Like you're not just going to give somebody the secret recipe to, you know, to your cheesecake or right. whatever it is that you are, are selling. Like, you know, so yeah. you do have to use wisdom. I wouldn't say, um, just be so naive that you just giving everybody your stuff. That's right? That's right. So, right. So I think you have to be mindful in that regard. But at the same yeah. time, if, if I can help somebody and it's not going to hurt me, then, right. you know, you do see the benefit. Because I said that to my photographer. I said, why would you help me? learn how to take pictures instead of saying no well you know every time i come over here and i do a shoot this is my you know my fee and these are my packages and this is what i would charge because and she said this to me and it really just touched my heart the other day she said because god always sends the increase he does he does yes and favor she said right (laughs) and she's like i don't do everything for everybody Right. She was like, but for you and and I'm like, okay. So she heard from the Lord. She's like, (laughs) right. I just this is really what I wanted to do for you is teach you how to do this outside of me because this this a constant um flow of different pieces, right? Versus I think if you have a business where let's say you bake 
and you have your five signature desserts, then uh -huh. you don't need a photographer every two weeks, right? right. Or every three weeks, every right. month, because you do this, 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 and this. And once you do one photo shoot, your website, you're good. You know, That's you're right. good until you decide you want to roll out something new. Exactly. But for me, I may have 75 different styles of earrings, like no right. lie. Like I have so much product. I right. may have 40 different types of rings and, you know, all of these different sets and bracelets and couplings and lapel pins. So I would constantly need my photographer's help. And right. that was a fear factor for me because I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like my team is going to end up bleeding. And this is before I hired the team that I have. So it's no pun intended right. to them. But just in my mind, this is going to bleed my business dry because exactly. I'm going to constantly need help. But no, my brand manager's like, well, once I do all the legwork for the website, this is how you can take this down and put exactly. these pictures up. Right. And I'm like, wow. So my photographer is helping me to take the pictures, uh -huh. show me how to edit. So yes. I was sitting here on my computer last night editing pictures and okay. then all I'm going to have to do is just manage the pictures on my website. And she created it in a way where the quantity of the item just deducts itself. So once somebody buys something, okay, there's only two right. pairs of these earrings left. So uh -huh. I'm not in a constant tizzy of like, oh, well, I'm not home right now. Well, let me check my inventory. Because <laughs> right. that's what happens. Right? Clients exactly. are calling you like, well, do you have any more? Honey, whatever's on the website, that's, that's the quantity that, that's, that's right. there. <laughs> Exactly. And, and learning how to work smarter, right? And being exactly. more efficient because burnout is real, right? It's, burnout yeah. is real. Um, I'm right. doing an online class right now about teacher burnout and we need to do one on entrepreneur burnout and it's real. Exactly. Trying to all of that, you right. don't want to work harder than you right. already are doing things that are tedious. Yes, exactly. Right? Right. Yes. So that's important. The first, before we end, too, I did want to bring in that money piece about being responsible and investing in your business, whatever you need to do, that once you get that set, then this, it's almost like investing in a different systems online to help your business run and flow, where once mm -hmm. you do the work, you don't have to be so engaged in every day. The stuff just start working for you where you hear the PayPal bling while you're on the beach because you did the leg work yeah. already. And I'm still perfecting that part, like flowing from one right. to building the funnels and all the other kind of stuff it's like oh it's so many pieces but right. i do you know, once you set it up then it runs by itself now this is right. kind of coming and change it but going back to the money thing because i did want to bring this up because of the pandemic a lot of small business like you said supporting each other there's been a lot of grants and loans that's been yes. first people and right. one thing i was talking to other people about is using that extra money you have and invest in your business now, like this is the best time because I've been doing, I'm honest, like everybody knows I do mental health counseling, but they also know I'm part-time, all my clients, I'm Zooming and calling now. I'm not out there meeting them at different places. So right. I take advantage of it. I applied for, you know, the whole unemployment thing where they was giving away the $600 a week and right. I, got right. my, I got a grant from SBA, also got the paycheck, the protection paycheck, whatever they was giving away. Right, right. So I, I, I took advantage of it because my mindset was like, okay, I'm making less money in this area, but I'm going to take this other money and invest and do some of the things I wanted to do but couldn't do because I'm I'm basic now, making sure all the bills are paid, card note, all this other stuff with half a paycheck. 
So I'm like, I know it's a struggle for a lot of small business owners. We all on different levels. Some of us not making six figures. Some of us right. not making. <laughs> so it's like, right. take advantage of that. And I've seen, and people were sharing, which I love, Regina. People were sharing, and I did it too. All the different links to different grants that are available. Like I'm doing right. a crowdfunding right now, where I'm trying to get a certain amount, and people are getting slow. But at least I got the thing. It's growing, and you know, I got it right. out there. And, and with my story, what I'm trying to accomplish. So it's all like, say, let's be mindful of the small business owners and the black business owners. Let's, in, let's invest in each other and keep the black dollar in our community a little longer than we do with other communities. Where the, they're in other cultures, their money stay in their community for a long time because everybody is serving each other. Everybody's sowing seeds. So they have different businesses right. that's in the community. We are the biggest consumers, but we go to, we patronize everybody else. So the mentality right. has support each other let's keep the money in our communities then we can build and create jobs it's so much and and so much people are out there teaching about this which is so great because now it's changing the mindset of those of us who still have like a chain lock on our brain you know they need to wake up they need to understand we need to do something different are we going to keep having the same crisis over again and you got to make that investment it's not you're not losing money you make an investment it's going to come back to you you're going to be wise you got to be wise. You got to maintain your household. You know, we're not telling anybody to run out and spend their rent money on anything. We're just saying right. you got a vision, you got an idea, you want to start a business or mention whatever it is. A lot of times, this is the best time in situation like this to go ahead and start and believe God for the rest. And knowing right. that a lot of times you have a God idea that you're sitting on, you're waiting for the opportune time. And entrepreneurs, most entrepreneurs know that there is no perfect time. You just got to do it. And the reason why I brought up early make the mistake is a learning lesson. Nobody came out the gate or came out their parents won't knowing how to run a business. We had mistakes. We had to, but you're doing it. But your purpose, you, your mindset is you connect with people who can help you get to different stages, get to levels like Regina said, right. help you improve on this area. Then make the transition easy when it comes to shipping or drop shipping. Instead of running all over the place, you know, you know what? I can set up a drop shipping thing right here. And they come pick up my stuff, make it easier for me. You learn that going along. You put yourself in the right room. They always say, if you're the smartest person in the room, something is wrong with that. You need to be around people who can pull on you, who can help you to stretch, you know, empathically. Because they see Mm -hmm. you, they really genuinely want to help you. There are people still out there that really genuinely want to help you. Right. you change your mindset, you will start to attract the right people your way. So, and it's by faith. You stepping out and just doing the darn thing. <laughs> right. It's so true. It's yeah, so, so I, true. I, I love the, your longevity, how long you've just been doing your thing. Thank I'm like, you. selling her jewelry, beautiful jewelry. Y'all need to go follow Thank Regina. So, I'm going to have her tell you where you can find her at and her beautiful jewelry. <laughs> Thank you. So, while I'm in the process of rebranding, yes. um, I do own embellishedjewels.com. It is not up as of yet. My goal is by the end of August to have the website up. Um, The photography part of it is very, very time consuming. So I want to make sure that it's right. So I'm not rushing the process. Um, But in the meantime, on Instagram, you can follow me. Sorry, you can follow me at embellish, E-M-B-E-L-L-I-S-H, the proper spelling of embellish, Jules, J-E-W-E-L-S. 
is my handle and you can DM me if you are interested. I ship typically one to two days after payments are made. So I ship very quickly. And if there's something that you like, shoot me um, a DM and let me know. And I will definitely um, give you whatever it is that you need from me. If you just have a question or if you want to place the order, you're inquiring. I definitely am very efficient about checking my Instagram DMs. But in the meantime, please follow me through Instagram and embellishedjewels.com will be up and running by the end of August. That's awesome. It's awesome. Embellished Jewels. I've been a customer. I have to get some stuff. Yes. <laughs> it's been a long time. Thank but you. I, Thank I love you. real good costume jewelry. Like you said, that's quality. And as you yes. grow, stuff become more quiet. You know what I'm saying? So it's just so yes. awesome. Yes, we do wedding parties. I did a beautiful wedding right before okay. the pandemic. Um, ah. I'm going to post those pictures soon, too, because the, the bridesmaids, they just look so stunning in their jewels. So, wow. yes, and I do men's accessories as well. So I make custom-made lapel pins. You can see that on my Instagram page. I make um, cufflinks as well. So please right, visit my page. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. See, you get, you feel so good when you help other people. You empower them. You help them feel good. That's that's a good thing. That's right. all Having people to right. feel great. Anyway, thanks again, Regina, for being my Thank guest you on so the much. Life Back podcast. Sometimes yes. you get our business back. One thing my apostle said, which I'm holding on to, he prophesied to me, um, beginning the middle, no, the beginning of this year. He said, "This is the year of the comeback." I just want you to know right now. <laughs> you can imagine because. It was he was just really confirming things. I'm like, wow, because when things like it's going one way, and for you to hear on time word, you, you can imagine. I prayed and went up yes. and done. But anyway, <laughs> I was yes. like, yeah, holding on to that vision and not giving up. And so this podcast really designed was designed to inspire and encourage you to move on with your vision. Don't worry about too much about. This is what I tell my clients. Don't focus on what's not working well in life and what you don't have. Focus on what you do have, what you can do, your talent, your gift, your strength. If you got to look at your resume and things you have done, if you got to go around and talk to people, this is strategy, I get people and ask people what permeates out of your spirit, what you like best about me, what do you see as my strength? A lot of times those people around you are telling you what your purpose and your passion is and you got to pay attention to that and then get with somebody like a coach like me or anybody else who can kind of help you have a plan. And, and like Regina, when I read her bio, how she, after she started realizing I can build a business and sat down and created a business plan, how it looks and how she's going to build it. This is what you do with your business, your vision, whether it's a ministry, a nonprofit, whatever mm -hmm. it is, even a side hustle. Still, you may have a passion to sew blankets, to make quilts. You know how many people out there love, they pay hundreds of dollars to buy quilts. There right. are people you don't ever think it's too saturated because I know sometimes you feel like well everybody's doing that already I even felt that with natural products right. it's booming right now right. it's like all these people selling the same thing but I don't allow that thinking to kind of take over my, my my thing is again continue to build relationships one thing about thinking having a new a mindset that says you're valuable you know that you're unique there's something unique about the way you build your brand your product, there's something different about it. And you got to know we all are unique. There's a lot of people selling jewelry, but not everybody does it like Regina. Right. Not everybody, you know, builds relationships the way she does. So there's always room for everybody. And that's what we're saying. So be inspired, be motivated. If you want to get in touch with me, 
Go to CherylWhiteHoward.com. I'm all over social media as Cheryl Howard. Get your life back or Cheryl dot get your life back on instagram i'm on youtube i'm always doing inspirational and motivational um videos on youtube as well this podcast will be a visual and an audio and so the podcast is on soundcloud i'm also on google podcast and apple podcast as well so you will find me if you go into your internet streets and type in cheryl how to get your life back i'll pop up somewhere thanks again for tuning in to cheryl get your life podcast i want you to be inspired and move forth Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you.